Hello everyone and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast. You are listening to a podcast with a team sat in fifth place. Who would have thought that a couple of months ago when we started this podcast? You are joined by me, Daryl, Jamie. He's back. You, Daryl. Uh, you are Daryl. That's what I said. You're joined, joined by Daryl. We are joined by me, Daryl. I'm not um, another Daryl. Oh, he's trying to save himself. Uh, we are joined by Jamie, James and Mig. How are we doing, fellas? Good. Happy, Happy now. Over the moon. How are we feeling? Fifth in the league. That's interesting. Like, who'd have thought this at the start of the season that after how many games we played now? 12? 12 games would be fifth yeah. in the league. I know everyone has, everyone's got games in hand on us now, but I ignore that. Do you know the thing, right? We are halfway to safety. <laughs> oh, no, I'm calling it now. We're not getting relegated. West Ham is safe. Wait, if we get relegated, you are us all breakfast. Okay. Breakfast? Breakfast, breakfast I lunch. I want to call a night out in the city. Hey, but the thing is, feeding news lies literally going to make me skin. I'll have, I'll have, I'll a, th- I'll have a third bet. bomb for breakfast, Jay. <laughs> I'll take that bet. West Ham are safe. We're in the Premier League next week. You still owe me dinner as well. We'll, felt, yeah, we'll find the dearest restaurant and Jamie can take us to it. <laughs> we'll find by me. So you are, I really like small. Take yeah. me there, Jay. Before we go on to last night's fixture, I'll give um, Tom Willits a bit of a shout out who joined the podcast last week. One pod, one correct prediction. My well ad, he only predicted 2-1 because I went 1-1, which he was going to go with. Hold on a minute. Yeah. While we're on that subject, I've got my little nugget for you both. Go on, on three of you. I'm going 2-1. And I'm going to go with a goal from Sushek and Ogbonna. Oh, dear. Did James get the score by and the scorers? He's absolutely nailed it. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. To be fair, any podcast have we done now? Got to be so twelve this year. Would we have ten games left we'll last year? First one I've got right. <laughs> so we've got about, about twenty to twenty-five podcasts. The first one James has ever got. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah. But if, not only has he got it right, he's now the scorers as well. So yeah, imagine it bet on. Yeah, if you'd oh, bet that, that would have been really good odds. That would have been big odds. It's, I don't bet, do I? So I was just a, I was shot, shot myself <laughs> in the foot there, and I. <laughs> 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 right, um, fixture last night, we played away at Ellen Road. First time we've won there in 20 years. Pretty much to the day, 20 years as well. 2-1, um, what what result? What a performance from the team as well. Um, we'll obviously talk little bits as we go along, but give me first thoughts on the game. Um, we'll go with you, Jamie, as uh, you missed last week's pod. Um, and you look very tired this morning as you was out last night watching the game. Talk to me. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I think probably up there for the best performance of the season. I really think we were that good. We were the better team all game. We literally dominated it from first, well, third minute to 90th minute. I was really impressed with the performance throughout. I didn't think we gave the leads a real sniff and so many good performances throughout that side. And I said it to my friend, it would have been an absolute injustice if we didn't win that game. But I, I was really impressed with us. I don't know if it'd have been an injustice. I think um, it was. They had they had they had a couple of couple of decent chances as well. Like they weren't we were the better team, I agree with you, but they had a couple of decent chances to Nick Saint at least. Uh, the Bamford chance, if he puts it on target, is probably a goal. But um, I wouldn't say you considering how much Fabianski was tested, their keeper literally had a worldie. Yeah. Like, but they still dominated possession for most of the game. But I, know they didn't, not, I know they didn't create loads, but 
that possession eight nine tenths a lot. I honestly think that game. I've heard one fan or person who watched it go, Leeds were looking good. I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying they were, and I agree with you. I agree with you. We deserve to win the game, but it wouldn't have been an injustice not to win the game. I, I disagree. I, I, I thought we dominated that game throughout. I don't okay. think we gave them a chance. James, what's your thoughts on it all? Initially, uh, what, that, the, uh, at the very start, the defensive line on that chance that Bamford went through and got the penalty for, I was a little bit angry with because I, I looked at it, I was thinking, because prior to the match, I didn't know what formation would set up. And I saw, I was thinking, that looks really like open. It doesn't look as compact as it normally is. And then realised that we'd changed the system for it. Um, that initially, that, that first 10 minutes frustrated me. But after that, I thought that we were playing some really, really good football. Like, creating chances, despite Haller not being able to hit a barn door. Frustrating me. Darryl, I know you're gonna, <laughs> probably going to let rip on Haller today. But it was just, nah. But it was just, um, it, it was good performance. It was one of the better ones this season. Um, I saw some, I, th- I feel like we're, the way we played against Man United in that first half, little spells of that was coming back into this game. Um, of Bonner, an absolute unit. Again, just the man is just going just going above, like a level above. It, it, it was already a good centre-half, but I think like this year and last year, he sort of stepped up a level. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, I was over, really, really happy. At one point, I was a little bit nervous that I just, typical West Ham thing to do. We need that extra goal to cushion. Um, but yeah, no, I was overall happy. Solid, solid performance, I think. Uh, Mig. Yeah, something similar to, to what you've both said there, really. Uh, I'd, I'd say probably an injustice would have been a fair term to say if we'd have lost that game, because uh, we should have been well out of sight. We were like creating so many more chances than them. I think it'd have been an, it'd have been an injustice if we lost the game, I can agree with. I'd have taken uh, it. I see what you're saying. But, um, yeah, obviously it was... I was... Con- Concerned maybe isn't the right word, but I was intrigued to see how it would go with four at the back for the majority of the game. Um, I think with their goal, it sort of shows the the negative of a four at the back because although obviously we've lost the ball up the pitch and they've it's a one ball through, there's a big gap between the two centre halves there, um, which made it easy for Bamford to get through. Yeah, Bonner's probably standing in that position there, three at the back. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's it's much harder for them to get through there, but. Overall, um, it was a fantastic performance. We created so much. Um, our set pieces are just looking dangerous every single game now. And I think they really shot themselves in the foot because they kept giving away free kicks. And like from the winning goal, balls come into, I think it's Creswell on the left, um, and he's got his back to the player, and he's just gone through the back of him. And We've we've been dangerous from set pieces throughout the game. We've already scored from one. I don't know what they're thinking they, going into they, tackles like that. They even mentioned it on Sky Sports. Like our top five, um, our five tallest players were taller than their tallest player. Like it was always going to be a massive like area we would target this game. I think and we've was that eight yeah, goals. We've scored? Yeah, we've scored eight goals from set pieces, which is joint most in the league with Chelsea now. So um, we're obviously dangerous from there. And we've got like targets in the box. You've got. Obona, Balbuena, Alaire, um, Zuchek, obviously Zuchek, Rice, like they're all 
good targets to hit um, with those set pieces. So they, they've not done themselves any favour. I was disappointed in Leeds, to be honest with you. Um, mm. I, I think I think they're a good side, but they really didn't show their strengths last night. I know they're, like, they've, they've had to tinker with formations a bit with injuries. They've got some players coming back now, like Hernandez. But overall, I don't think they really... like They, they, they outplayed Man City at home earlier this season. Like I know they didn't win the game in the end, but they outplayed them. They, they just haven't really pulled it out of the bag in the last few games. I was talking to one of my against... friends. Sorry, I was going to say, I was talking to one of my friends before the game. Friends? A lot of people were like, they're going to be new Wolves, they're going to come in and be top 10. I went, I don't think their system is translatable to the Premier League. Like most possession-based teams that come to the Premier League struggle generally because you've got better teams who hold possession of the ball. And then you, I've seen it before who teams who try to play ball-head-trick football. I'd probably say their personnel is better, but... I didn't think they'd get top 10 this season. I think with Leeds, obviously, it was sort of similar to Sheffield United last year. They've come in with something different and sort of um, teams have been caught out by them, which teams were the first sort of six, seven weeks. But as you're right, possession-based teams eventually will get picked off if you can't defend in the Premier League. Mm. Um, now, for me, I don't think Leeds... I think Leeds will be top 12, top 14, but I, don't, I can't see Leeds going down the next couple of years if they keep Bielsa in charge. Because I don't think they'll... I think he'll be able to adjust with players to keep them to keep them alive. Like, we're looking at Sheffield United this year, second second season syndrome, really struggling. I can't see that being elite. I really can't. But I was sort um, with you, Mig. I was really disappointed with them last night. I watched the City game. I think we watched that together, didn't we? Down the, down the end. Uh, yeah, City game, and they were phenomenal, and they really started up. I was I was more worried about this game than United, and then I watched the first twenty minutes against Chelsea. They caused Chelsea had a problem last week as well. So to keep them quiet for ninety minutes, and for them to only score the penalty, and really have one chance, one big chance, and a Bamford chance, you can't um, mm. you can't complain with a performance. Um, going into it, I think you said it, Mick. I was really really worried about four at the back. Um, we've struggled for it about the last few years, but we've got Roberto Carlos at left back, though, mate. So you don't have to worry. If you be quiet, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say what I've got to say. Uh, Bonner and Balbuena, uh, Balbuena's stepped up massively since last year. Mm. Considering Moyes wanted him out at one point, he's t- he's gone head and shoulders above Diop at the moment, which Diop mm. was rated as our best defender for most of the last two years. Vladimir Kufal has impressed me every single time he's played. What a signing that that guy's been with Zuchek as well. Mm. Yeah, he gets himself forward into good positions, don't he? Considering right back's been a been a trouble position for us for mm. probably three years now, along with left back. He was solid last night again. Like mm. nothing, they they changed their left winger at half time, and then they moved their right winger to left wing about ten minutes in because they were getting no joy down there. No. Fantastic credit. performance. Yeah, and credit, credit I'll give Freshwell his due as well. Solid. Absolutely solid. He probably deserves an England call-up now for playing out there. Playing well. And I think that I think he'll stick to four at the back until we get Masuaku back as well, I believe. Unless yeah. when Antonio comes in, they change it again. The only thing I'd look at is going two up top. Just because I think if you're going to play two up, I think they'll get the best out of Haller. But that's a thing we need to discuss because... Yeah, do you know what? The, the thing with um, this playing four at the back, I, I think I'm OK with four at the back as long as we start finishing their bloody chances because 
obviously we are more prone to be uh, attacked and more prone to for teams to get through us in that four because we're not as comfortable in it. But if we just put them chances away, you know, we could concede two goals in a match, but we're scoring four. So it, it's just about converting. I think if we we're do not, start... We're getting, not going to be that team though, mate. We haven't got a probably 20 goal not. season striker. Yeah, probably, probably and, not. And realistically, we probably won't get to that. But it's just frustrating, obviously, with the chances that we do have. You know, you just think, oh, if they just go in, we could probably play that four and be comfortable. Let's talk about the chances and we'll go to that, that, that man up front, Haller. Um, not his best performance last night, to put it bluntly. Um, <laughs> he missed... Look, I'll, I'll ask a question. Is, is his time running out at West Ham? Yes, because he isn't suited by the manager. But I will say, I actually don't think this is his worst game in a West Ham shirt. And I don't think he was oh, the worst player in a West Ham shirt last night. completely disagree that it weren't his worst game in a West Ham shirt. See, I'll uh, go with you that he weren't the worst player on a pitch. But he was absolutely horrendous for oh, mate, I, I thought that little period um, before the lockdown, when he was up top, before like he was just absolutely useless. At least now he's getting chances and creating them. He's I'm getting in positions. I think that's more. I think that's more the players around him are creating chances now. No, but uh, you still got to be there to get chances to score goals. If you're getting chances, shots away. Sods like the normally the stats are. If you're getting shots away, eventually you're gonna score. And I, let's be honest. On another night, he scores. I don't think we're talking about it as much. Because I think so. But, but then you don't if he scores. The issue. The issue with me, two of them are good defenders. I'll give him that, but you still got to score them. I think I'd be more concerned if you weren't getting in the positions. The thing Mm. that was concerning for me last night was his play outside of the box. Like his his touches were bad. He was getting beaten. They they had two physical centre halves who were beating him in the air quite a bit, which happens. It it happens. Right, you're not going to win everything every game. But it was when he did get the ball down, his touches were bad. His passing weren't right. He was. He just looked laboured and he didn't really bring anyone else into the game like we expect him to do when he's on form. As you say, like the, the, the chances, yeah, he might have taken them, he might have hit them better. Keepers made a good say with the overhead kick, probably would have been offside anyway. But you're getting in the positions, that's not the worrying thing. Most strikers will always say, as long as you're getting in the positions, it will come. Like you will get the goal and then maybe confidence will make a difference and the, the rest of his play will improve. But as like, He's got to work on that hold-up play yeah. because that was what really let him down last night. And that's what I think people will get on his back for because mm. like, obviously the goal was his fault. Uh, it's like just really heavy touch, which made it too easy for them. And that was systematic of the rest of this evening. I think he was better in the second half. It weren't as terrible. <laughs> it yeah, weren't as overtly it... bad. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with Higo there. Everything about his hold-up play weren't great last night. Uh, but... In terms of actually like getting chances away, I, I actually didn't think that was the problem. I, that's why I actually think with him and Antonio it would work because Antonio and him I actually think are very similar. And I'll ask you the question then, Joe. Right? Because you said about two up top again, which is fair enough. And we sort of we weren't too far off it last night with Ben Rama playing just just off mm-hmm. Haller because it was classed as a four four one one. Do you? Do you then bring Ben Rama wide for four yes. nails? But my problem with that is, in that free roll last night, Ben Rama was the best player on the pitch. Uh, yes, that, that's fair. I guess I, I looked at him. He played off the left when he was at Brentford. So that is a position he's done before. 
Obviously, defensive requirements would be raised if he's playing there. It's just, I guess, I think the team is better as a four-four-two with Ben Rama out wide and Haller Antonio up no, top. John, I wouldn't mind with it. I know we've said Antonio's now our second striker or he's our main striker. If you're going to make that, if you're going to do that change, because Bowen was pretty much playing as a wide forward anyway, why not put Antonio wide? as a wide forward on the left, with Ben Rama still in that free role, because Antonio does better defensive jobs anyway. Yeah, I guess it would mean you wouldn't use him much as an outlet. You wouldn't be able to go long to him. That would be the only thing I'd say. But I, I get what you're saying. But then he also, you, you've seen him in the past, pick the ball up from deep and just run past players. So right. there is things there. There's definitely definitely work there for um, Moyes to do, because uh, apparently he should be back with Chelsea next, mon- next Monday. Yeah. Next Monday Come night, with- so... We probably won't, wasn't going to mention him, but how good is Jared Bowen? This geezer oh, unbelievable. literally just every week goes yeah. about it, gets another assist. Like all, all, he, all he didn't do for me last night was get a shot on target. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He, he, he certainly <laughs> bloody <laughs> tries, did he? He's played just under a thousand minutes and he's got six goal involvements. That's not bad. That's really good. I it's, like, not, it's not bad considering where we were. You know, you think like we were that club, weren't we, that wasn't really doing much the other end of the pitch. And we weren't really scoring goals, hence why we were standing in a relegation scrap. And it just shows you how like having that extra bit of quality can make a big difference. I think you bang on there. You look at it last year, and I've, I've always liked Anderson and stuff like that. But when they stopped sort of running at people, we looked really lack for pace. Now when you add in, obviously, Antonio, Bowen, Ben Rama, we look like when we break... Teams are scared of us breaking on them because of how quick we break. Yeah. And Bowen's a quick lad. And he'll, I think in the first half when he just broke, he, he sort of stayed up when that, when their left uh, left back broke. Yeah. And he just, he just scared the living life out of them. And he'd done mm. it all game. And I think it was Andy Hinchcliffe, the co-commentator last night, was saying every time he got the ball, you could hear the bench say, get at him. And that's what you yeah. want him to do. And that's what you wanted Anderson to do. Instead, every time, he, just get at him. Because... They're that good, they'll scare people. And Ben Rama will do it the same. It was like, he, was, he was very similar to Pyatt, Ben Rama, I believe. Every time yeah. he gets the ball, he wants to take someone on. He's and the that, closest thing we've ever had. And that, especially with the way we're scoring uh, set pieces at the moment, will only help us going yeah, forward. Yeah, he Talk- really had the flair, Ben Rama, didn't he? Like There was a couple of instances. There was one where he'd done a little double drag back. and yeah. like, he, he left um, Phillips on his arse at one point, absolutely mugged him off, which I love to see. I, I like Phillips, he's a good player, but I did enjoy it. Talking I'm going to. Uh, that's a great little segue, Matt. Well played. I'm going to talk about our mate Phillips and our best mate, our captain Declan Rice. Has Declan taken him out of his pocket yet? Right. <laughs> Declan was class last night. Is Declan Phillips was back fantastic. In is Phillips ready for the next England call up? Whenever that is, he was Declan Rice last night. Proved the point that he is one of the best centre centre defence midfielders in the league by a country mile. Did you see his interview after? I love watching his interviews. They're I so didn't like they, oh, they're so just they're just so genuine. You can tell how much you can tell he's his age though as well, just by the way he interviews. But I love that. Yeah, he's so passionate and so like everything's like he's like yeah yeah I'm buzzing. <laughs> yeah, like that. that's what you want from your captain, isn't it? Like you want to be able to be you want that um, you want to be relatable to them. You want to you want them to be like you know. Your mate on the pitch, then. one of the lads. Yeah, and and it, he really comes across like that, and it's just hilarious to watch. 
he's, he's going from strength to strength that boy at the moment. I also will say I listened to Moise's uh, post-match interview, and I actually think it was the best interview you could have given. Literally, yeah, I liked it. Like he, they were talking about into VAR, and it's like it's getting to the point where we're not talking about football anymore. We're just talking about VAR, so I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Bang on, Haller. He was like, didn't take his shot. He went like, yeah, uh, he should have scored, but the keepers had a weldy, so he's bringing that player up who's been like shot at. And Ben Rama, who was getting all the love, he went, he could have still done better in areas. Mm. That's what a good manager does. He brings up the players that have struggled and he levels off the players that have been, have good games. I, look, I've, I said it last night, David Moyes is probably the best thing that's happened to West Ham in a long time. I'm saying it now. The guy's changed the mentality of this club and he understands West Ham. I really, really like him. Can we get agreement from Daryl on that? No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, it's coming, but you're not still yet. In, you're still I, in I the boys' out camp. No, I'm not in the boys' out camp anymore. Um, I don't I think, think that camp even exists anymore. You're not far off, Jay. Uh, the the thing that getting moving on a couple of players that didn't really like like Anderson has has, has helped that I think because that the mentality of we're not lazy anymore definitely puts that into perspective and it, it, it shows the team are working hard every minute the togetherness is I've not seen a team with this togetherness since Billich and the Pioneer season yeah. yeah which is great and that that only um builds me with more confidence going forward that if they keep this togetherness we can have a really really good season. Yeah. My problem is it with my problem with it is sorry um it's the same thing after the bowling season we had such a higher do you think it's all smoke and mirrors? Yeah, so it worries me because we had such a high that year, and then look what we've done. Look what we've done since. All right, Moyes might see it differently, and he'll keep going. But there's players there still, and it still worries me. They have a couple of good seasons, and they'll be like, "I want out," and then we go back to where we where we've been. Like, yeah, because Ben Ben Rama could be one of these. We don't know what he's like. He could have a couple of absolute worldly seasons with us, like Payet did, and be like, "I want a bigger move," which is fair enough. But if they do it the right way, I can understand. I can see Dec- if Declan goes, he'll do it the right way. Mm. But it worries me. We're going to have such a high this season where they're going to go back to being down a level, and it will be absolute chaos again for the next couple of years. But I can't, I can't moan about Moyes right now. I guess because he's doing a fantastic job right now. I guess where Moyes was at Everton, and he's kind of done it before. I kind of back him to do it again. Thing is, Moyes has always had a lot of critics simply because. He took the poison chalice job of Manu, who whoever you are was going to have a bad time. Sunderland was basically a sinking ship. He just jumped on once it went underwater, and Raul Sociedad was a bad decision. But he's outside of that. His managerial career has been fantastic, and West. Oh look, I don't like the board. I never will. But they've done the right thing bringing him back. I think, but then I also think the board are going to be the reason that it goes wrong for Moyes because I don't know whether they're going to. Um, that's the only thing I worry about is that at the moment he's got he's got a nice philosophy going, a nice system set. Uh, the players are really working hard for him. Um, he, he obviously must have a really good relationship with a lot of them um, because for anything that I've seen social media wise, they've they've been saying his praises, you know. So they've obviously got a lot of a lot of respect for him. Um, the only thing I think 
that could probably affect this is if he doesn't get backed properly because you know like players like like Ben Rum as much as obviously he come on and played really excellent they're probably best player on a pitch like Daryl said arguably mm-hmm. and he um, he actually wasn't his signing I don't believe and nor was um, oh he wanted Josh King didn't he yeah yeah, and which is fine. You know what? Sometimes players can win managers over, you know, but through hard work and effort. But you know, I want him to go into the next transfer window or even the one after that. And and Sullivan says, "Look, you've done a good thing here. You deserve for me to do nothing to do with this. You, I've got all the faith in the world with you, and I don't think it's going to happen." Probably is, we ain't got the money to do that. We've yeah, sort of, surely sort of come out that we've got nothing, nothing in January, which is fair enough because we might have the squad there. I'll 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 come back to that. It, Moyes may believe we've got the squad there to do something. I think we need another striker. I think the only person that will come in in Jan is Josh King. I don't, I, if we've got, if we've got, if we've got the one that to do it, that's the problem. But he's out of contract, so I think Bournemouth will look at him. How happy, really... how happy would you guys be with that? I, I'd be quite happy yeah. with that. I'd be really I think happy. it'd be a really good sign. Yeah. yeah, because look at it. Like Anto- We know Antonio's injury prone. We know that. And you'll get maybe a run of 10 games and he might miss him mm. for a few weeks. What we've missed in the last... Like United, what we missed was a striker coming off the bench. Mm. How, how old is Josh King? Uh, twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. He's still, he's still, yeah, he's prime. Yeah, experience. Yeah. he's got a pretty good goal record at Bournemouth as well in the Premier League. If I remember I think right, he's actually more consistent than um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, he. I'll say and, so. He's twenty-eight. He's twenty-nine in January, and in his career at Bournemouth in the Premier League, he scored. Six in his first season, sixteen, then eight, then twelve, then six. So, so this is what, yeah, this and is he was saying, second striker for a lot of that. Mm. So, uh, this is why I think sometimes going to play to teams like West Ham is quite a good move for some players because it's a step up from I'd say West Ham is a step up from Bournemouth, but if you know if they go that bigger jump, sometimes it can be a bit too much for them. And I think I, I, I think I, a club I, like us is probably a good suit. Fit for them if if you what well, if you're getting players that can move to that next level, you're gonna improve as a side. If you yeah. keep getting mediocre players, you're gonna keep being a mediocre side. Also, we're a side where if you come in and you put top effort in for the first however long, fans are gonna fans are gonna fall in love with you straight away. And yeah. if fans love you, you're only gonna enjoy oh. being at the club more. Like Just right now, fans, <laughs> fans, hate, fans right now are really not a fan of Haller because we've seen him in games not put much effort in and that puts fans on the back burner with him. And then all you see then is bad performances after you don't like someone. Ben Rama straight away, every time we've seen him, has put in top draw effort and already fans love Ben Rama. Do you know what I mean? So for someone like players like King coming in, if they put the effort in, that... Uh, Fans will love him straight away. And as soon as he starts getting a run in the team, he'll enjoy it. Especially with the group togetherness at the moment as well. It'll only go well for people coming in if they if they fit into the system. Look at uh, Kufal. Straight, everyone loves him. Yeah, he settled in like as if he's been there for years, hasn't he, already? Obviously it's helped crazy. him. It helped him out, obviously, having a zoo check with him. They're like best mates outside of football. So that, that helps. And I, th- I believe that from what I've read, that he wants another, he wants that other Czech midfielder um, that plays for the national side, which would be another good signing. Um, but Darryl, I, I, can't, speak, I, can't, I can't, I can't see where we're going to get the money from. Darryl, speaking uh, of best mates, yes, uh, can we talk about Creswell last night. 
I've, I've, I've mentioned Cresswell. I said he was solid. I'm not going to say anything. Let's, let's talk about it a bit more, right? Another assist. Another beautiful delivery from his set piece. I, I said he deserved Solid all game. I, I said he deserves England call-up. <laughs> I think he's got a, he, he's, he's top three hammer of the year for me. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Ogbonna... I'll go fourth. Ogbonna, Rice and Cresswell. Yeah, yeah I'd give them me my three as well. Um, Actually, I don't I know what order as well's got a shout. Bonner, Rice, Bowen, Antonio Cresswell. Top five. Top Mark Noble as well, just for the hell of it. <laughs> Mark Noble for that booking last night. I think he's going to have a year, mate. I'm also going to. I guess I, I appreciate Creswell a lot more because he's literally come from the doldrums at the bottom. Like every yeah. island, never, his stock was never low, that low at West Ham. And he's literally right now. I've not seen a West Ham fan say a bad thing against him this season, except yeah, you. Nah. It's just all that I'm not saying bad things about him. Yeah. Do you know what? It's and that was a all... Premier League appearance for West Ham last night, which you have to give him his due. Yeah, he's been there a long yeah. time now, hasn't he? I think yeah. that puts it fourth on the it, list. He'll probably get. He'll probably get some sort of uh, testimonial if he stays. Well, he's only fourth on the list to Potts, Colton, Cole, and Mark Noble. And he's probably going to go above Potts. He'll, um, he'll probably get himself for this season, because I believe his contract runs out pretty soon as well. I believe he'll get another contract now. Yeah. yeah. Club, which, I... well, which will take him very close to 10 years, I believe. One other thing um, I wanted to mention from the career, isn't it? was uh, the absolute joke that almost happened of Ogbonna crossing it to Balbuena to what score. What a goal out of The worst thing was about that period, he just uh, brought on two defenders to go five at the back and our two centre-halves. <laughs> get, I was like, get back! <laughs> Move <laughs> the ball into Rosehead and get back. That was but, hilarious. No, that would just, just uh, that have gone in that a serious goal as well. We've not, we've not spoke about the overhead kick. It's I think it was offside. If he if he um, if it went in, it would have been flagged anyway. Um, he was definitely offside. So unfortunately, as good as good as he hit it, that was the best yeah. strike Talking he had all night. That then, Let's yeah, he's got that in his locker. To be fair to him, ain't he? He's as much as he doesn't he like he does miss the miss it a few times like different areas. Like that is one part of his game that he is shit hot at. Yeah, I just seen a good tweet from last night as well from uh, a Leeds fan before the game. Can't wait for Phillips to expose Rice for the fraud that he is. I was, I <laughs> Please I write back on that. This aged well. X, X has replied to him I, saying, shame Phillips wasn't selected and didn't get his chance. Maybe in the home game he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a tweet uh, Leeds put out after the penalty and it was retaken. They put, who's a fan of VAR now? And I literally just replied, this aged well. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that was... We haven't even really spoken about that, but again, it's as we've said, the black and white, like a VAR, because they've had to change the rules to make it black and white so far. Like, there is no advantage that's been gained there from him being literally millimeters off of his line, right? I know, like, keepers have to get momentum, so that's why keepers are starting behind the line, then moving forward and going and jumping from there. But he started a little bit behind the line, which he has to. But there needs to be some sort of humanised humanise looking at it and going, there's, football isn't black and white, there's so much grey. There yeah. is just, like, someone needs to have a look at this at FIFA and go, what are we doing? Because 
we're boiling football down to millimetres and centimetres. And like, it's not like with um, goal line technology, which is bang on and it, it's correct. It's, the law is that the ball's over the line and it's right and it works and it's instant. Whereas with this, it's, it, I, I just, it boggles me that no one is thinking in FIFA, we need to look at this and say, right, the VAR official can have like a bit of leeway because it makes no sense. Mm. Is it only me that thinks the back of his foot, the very edge of his heel is on the line? Uh, it's too close. I think, yeah. I think my biggest issue is with the retake. Patrick Bamford's basically already on the goal line when the penalty's taken. Yeah, they did say that at half time, didn't they? That because he didn't make, if, if it had come out and he'd have banged in the, banged in the rebound, it'd have been indirect free kick to West Ham. But because it made no, um, no difference, no difference to the outcome okay. of the penalty, um, it, it gets allowed, which I think is ridiculous because it should it should be um, both ways. I just uh, I just seen actually about this. Petr Cech posted about this last night. Um, he posted a picture of it, which again shows it's how tight he is to the line. How is any goalkeeper supposed to cover an area of seven meters thirty-two centimeters by two meters forty-four centimeters without any foot movement, while the players shoot from twelve yards with average speed of seventy miles an hour, which takes the ball zero point three five seconds to cross the goal line? Is beyond my understanding. It's easy to criticize without giving any solutions. So here it is: Can the referee just make a second line four feet from the goal, like use like using the spray, and the penalty has to be saved in between? That's mm. not a bad shot. Or, or the other thing is. Let the goalkeeper stand behind the goal as well, so they, they can... can, can't they? No, they're not. They I have to start with. They, I think they have to start with something on the line. So, like your feet can be, like your toes can be on the line. That's ridiculous. Then you can start like, about a foot and a half behind the line. Yeah, that's what would that's make sense because then you can move forward and you've got the yeah. momentum to go. But like the penalty takers are in general getting better. Like they're and it's so weighted towards the striker, which it, it should be weighted in the striker's favour. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you're just you're you're really handcuffing goalkeepers now, and like they're basically having no chance. How's your breakfast, skids? You know, yeah. You, How's your mackers? McDonald's. Get out of Muffin. Did you send your pregnant girlfriend? <laughs> no. Not your pregnant wife. Not your no. pregnant wife to get no, McDonald's. No, I didn't. She was coming home from work. <laughs> Poor effort. I've heard, I've heard that before. He got her out of bed. He's like, babe, I've got to kick her out. Like, like, oh, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Um, right, shall we move on to uh, Palace? Anything yeah. anyone else wants to talk about with the West Ham game? I'm just going to say that VAR is dog shit, needs to leave the game. And also, David Moyes is now in the best three managers in the world because Bielsa was apparently in there before him, so now he wins that title. It's like, but I, want it. yeah. I, I like that. I, I like that, Meg. Um, have we discussed the, the goal we're choosing yet? Uh, we said we'd let you decide on the commentary, but it'll either be... Andy okay. Carroll or Pyatt against Palace okay. at home. So let's take a break. We'll listen to that again. I, I, I hate giving it to James's creative freedom because um, you never know what James is going to put in. But, um, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk about Palace on Wednesday. When Lanzini now receives it, left-hand side of the Palace penalty area, just jabs it back towards Antonio, clips it far post. Oh, what a goal from Andy Carroll! That is absolutely astounding! A bicycle overhead kick, and Andy Carroll celebrates the goal he deserves. OK, let's uh, talk about Palace on Wednesday night. So we play at home again, uh, 8 o'clock kickoff, I believe, on Amazon Prime. Every fixture this hey. is live on Amazon Prime. Um, 
same thing as last year, I believe. Same 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 round of fixtures as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so they have the um, they have one midweek set of fixtures in December, and then one I think it's between Christmas and New Year. I don't know if it's Boxing Day or just after Boxing Day, but I don't think it's Boxing. It's not the Boxing Day fixture list because there's stuff on Sky and BBC on the Boxing Day fixture list. I believe it's the is it the twenty eighth, twenty ninth. I think it's that. Play, like, yeah, I'm actually going to be able to watch a stream that's not delayed. <laughs> it will be. It will be delayed, but we'll all be delayed. We'll all be delayed. I used it for the new uh, the Palace Newcastle game. It was really good. Literally. It's not going to cut out, Jamie. That's a big big deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll only get to watch the first for, first forty five. No, not even that. That first thirty five minutes on Wednesday night. So um, I'll leave a lot of the chat down to you, boys, uh, for the next pod. But um, no dedication to the podcast. That. Yeah, it's only because we've got a big fixture on Saturday that I have to train, unless uh, right. unless I obviously pick up an injury. So um, I'm just going to say it now, Creswell had a weldy. Like fair enough, <laughs> I can I can half believe it. Um, so yeah, Palace on Wednesday night, we've got to go into it looking looking for another result, surely. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, I think so. um, like we we have like apart from the big sides now, I don't think we have anyone to fear. Like, I genuinely don't. I know they got a really good result um, last weekend, but it was a West Brom side that were down to 10 men for quite a bit of the game. Um, even, like, Benteke scores two goals. If Benteke scores two goals against you, you're a really bad side, yeah. unless it's 2014 and it's not. Um, so I think, like, obviously, Wilf is their biggest threat, has been for as long as you can remember. But I think if you keep in quiet... Then you've really got a good chance. Um, I feel like Saha's been that, here forever. <laughs> yeah, like, apart from like part, part of the furniture, the weird, apart from the weird spell he had at Man U, where... and also Moyes will want to kill him because he shagged his daughter. <laughs> I, lo- I love <laughs> that movie still goes about. It's just fantastic. Like, Jamie, that's brilliant. No, it's that true. Game, it's actually true. It's not true. Patrice ever admitted it was true on Sky Sports. Oh, yeah, that means it's true then. It's true. I believe <laughs> Patrice, it. Patrice, Patrice is like... Well, that, that reliable source of Patrice ever. Yeah. He loves his game. But, I mean, before before that, they lost 2-0 to Newcastle. They lost to Burnley. Um, like, they got Spurs tomorrow, as we recalled. Um, so, like, I don't think there's anything to fear there. They're, like, I know, they did the double over us last season. They beat us 2-1 both games. Um, but uh, the way we're playing, I, I genuinely don't have anything to fear other than other than last year. I believe we've got an half decent record against Palace for the last yeah. few years. I can tell you all about it if you want. Go for it, Matthew. So they've done the double over us over us last year, but then before that, the last time they beat us was um, twenty fourteen fifteen season uh, when they beat us at our place. Excellent. Oh, is, yeah. that, is that uh, when they beat us three one and like their goal scorers like Scott Dan and. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I remember that game. It was three-one. Um, Scott Dan and Glenn Murray got two. Jesus, oh, Glenn Murray. He loves a goal against West Ham. I know. But then, Benteke don't mind a goal against West Ham either. But yeah, between it's... last season and that defeat, we've beat them um, four times and drawn four. So before last season, our record was really good, and our overall record is uh, one twenty-three, drawn twenty-one, lost sixteen. Nice. So we've definitely got the upper hand against them. Yeah, this I, um, like, no, go for it, Dan. I actually, this is one game that I'm going into actually really confident. Uh, the way we're playing, I can't see why we can't go and beat these. And then it takes the momentum even more into the Chelsea fixture Monday week. 
and we've got we know we've got a good record against them in recent times. Yeah. So I think Barnaby said it might have been James Zaha is their player. Yeah, we we know that. I use a good player. He'll cause some problems up front, but other than that, I don't see I don't see a lot of them. I don't see much. If you keep Zaha quiet, I don't see where they're going to cause us problems. I actually agree with Dow here. I think if we can, if Kufau, because Kufau is going to be marking him because he plays off the left. Um, if we stop him, I think we win this game. That that is it for me. They're they're a team of they're a team of grafters, aren't they? Other than Wilf. They're a team of grafters. Like well, yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna... players that put in the. They'll run a lot. They'll put themselves about. But other than Wilf, there's no one that really worries you. Does, does Darren have a good game, the, We're not going to batter them off the park. We know that. As you said, they're grafters. They're going to work after 90 minutes. They're going to keep going. Um, you can pretty much guarantee they'll get a penalty, um, especially <laughs> if Wilf gets in the box. So there's your bet. Are we, are we um, the only team that have not had a penalty this season? Because it feels like it. Have we not had a penalty? No. I'll, let me have a look at this. I'll have a look to see if I we can find out. Oh, I thought we'd had one. I thought Antonio took it. Or was that no, that was against Man U last season. Ah. Um, do, do we change back to a three at the back? Or do we stick to four? Do we keep four? There's a few questions. Do we stick to four at the back? Do we go back to three? Do we keep four now in the side? I'd probably go unchanged. Just because I don't know who I'd bring in to replace Ford Nows, I'd probably list it with the exact same team. It's a tough call, this one, because I, I feel like Zaha will have um, more of an easier game against a back four than he would a back five. Um, and he's pretty much their main outlet, isn't he? So it, it, I don't actually know what, what I would choose. It's good job. I'm just glad I'm not in that position to actually make that decision. Because... So, like like Jamie said, you don't want to change. You know they played well yesterday. Um, I don't want to change a winning side, but at the same time, it's it was it was only a change to adapt because of um, thingy missing, uh, massive being miss uh, being missing, wasn't it? So I don't know. Maybe maybe stick to how it is. I guess. Yeah, it is a, it is a tough decision, especially. I think the fact we won the game and won it convincingly, I, I think he'll keep. Again, you don't change a losing side. You don't change a winning side. You obviously change a losing side. Um, I think I think he will go with that. But I, I don't want him to stick. I don't want him to get into this four at the back. I love the three at the back system with the two wing backs. I think that's where we look um, really dangerous. Um, but yeah, why, why change it now? I think it'd be worthwhile changing it for the Chelsea fixture to go five at the back. But then that's that's a week away yet. So we, we'll obviously know if Antonio's back fit for that one. Um, in the coming week. Um, anyone for us really, we, we need to step up. Obviously, Declan's got another big game in the midfield. Anyone else we really need to step up to do, to do the job apart from obviously Kufau, which you spoke about? Um, I think, no, I haven't got anything. I was just going to say, I think that, um, I think that Thornhouse just needs to, just not panic. Like he does, he can do, like his work rate's always been really good. And he obviously does something that Moyes really likes. That's why he picks him every week. Um, I just think his final pass, just need, he just needs to take his time a little bit. Sometimes he rushes his final ball. Um, and I think if he sorts that out, that's, that's pretty much all he needs to sort out of this game. I think he's got the rest of it. And um, that final, final decision-making sometimes can go against him. 
I know we didn't really talk about him in the first part, and he, he really wasn't very good last night. But after looking through most of social media and stuff like that, he did not get much hate at all last night. There was actually people for now. There's actually people. I read a I read a whole thread on Twitter. Um, someone said that Fornells was fantastic last night for what he does off the left, his work rate, yeah. uh, his defensive job. He he kept their wing backs quiet, which I can agree with. But he's not he's not he's not a left back. He's not he's not there for his defensive duties. Like yeah, it helps and that's fantastic if you help defensively. But surely first and foremost for a player like Fornells, and we know what players like. Like he's, he's a creative player. He, he's there to create chances. He doesn't create a lot of chances. Yeah, he's hundred percent got a role to play in this squad. Like it, sometimes he might not be people's first choice, but I guarantee, like he's he's a very reliable uh, player to have in your team. Like even if he's not starting, if he was to come off the bench, he'd be a substitution. Say, you know, when he comes on, you're guaranteed to get work rate from him, and he is quite skillful and he wants to play the ball. He does want to be that creative player, so. I think like there is definitely a player there, and I do like the guy. Um, it's just sometimes he does frustrate me. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a fan. Obviously, he needs to do more for me, but I I, I like him in the squad. I wouldn't get rid of him. So, um, anything else you want to discuss on this Palace game moving forward? I'll I'll tell you about the penalties now. I found it out. Yes, there are four clubs that have yet to receive a penalty in the Premier League this season: Burnley, West Brom, West Ham, and Wolves. Hmm. And you're not, you're not, they've got the most? No, Leicester. Leicester? Oh, That's okay. Leicester. Because Jamie Vardy's a penalty, like, loves winning pens. Yeah. Leicester have had eight, and then Fulham five, Brighton five, then Manu, Chelsea, and Liverpool four. Have we even been fouled in the area a few times yet, though, to be fair? Like, well, no, like we Manu... haven't had any penalties. So, so, we no, should no, have no, had, <laughs> had money. Yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean? And got away and not got, got the penalty for it. I mean, I, I feel like most of had, their goals had, tend to be headers. We against Arsenal. Yeah, and mm. the one where Haller got um, raped by two lads in the box, and it Pants. got given as a free, and it got given as a free kick against Haller. <laughs> against Haller, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe that one. But other than that, I don't really remember anything VAR checked or. Yeah, there's not been very many players been brought down, is there? Like, like how, uh, like, um, what's his name was uh, Salah was brought down, or I generally think with Ben Rama in the side that will change because mm. he'll start committing players. He's a tricky, uh, tricky player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, that might be... I might I might back that on uh, Wednesday as it goes. Oh, uh, one other thing I want to, want to mention about the Palace game is uh, the guy you wanted us to sign, Eze. Oh, yes, my mate. What are you made of him so far this season? Fantastic. <laughs> I, think he's been there, I think he's been their second best player behind Zaha since he's come in the side. And he was good against West Brom the other day, I must say. He was very mm. good. He's, he's the one from a bit deeper that you're going to have to you're going to have to keep an eye on as well, um, especially if we keep Zaha quiet. Um, good work He'll rate. Play more centrally though, won't he? So yeah, be like, a right, bit, bit deeper from central. Yeah, good work rate. Very good technically. Um, I'd have loved to have seen him in this side, in our side. Let's put it that way. Well, have again, it's someone else. Where would he fit in though? That's that. That is that is the one. Um, and I think he would have probably replaced four hours. But that's uh, what you want, though. You want these young players that uh, are from a, a, a lower league that want to come in and prove themselves because they're not going to mind being on the bench and coming on and proving themselves. He'll want to prove himself Wednesday as well against us. Exactly. It's all one If you get him, though, you're not going to be getting, um, what's his name? Bloody Ben Rama. 
Yeah, it's yeah, one of maybe the numbers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, the, other thing, yeah. the other thing about this game for me is, uh, we said, obviously, uh, about the potency of our set pieces um, so far this season, which really paid off it last night. Um, I don't know if it will be as effective against Palace because they, they're a big side. Um, and I, I, it, it all depends who plays at centre-back for them um, because in their last game, it was Cahill and Kiate. And like they're they're both big physical presences. Um, I know they're up without Scott Dan. Um, no, Tompkins. I think they had uh, no Tompkins. Sacco was on the bench, so I don't know if they they just don't fancy him at the moment because I just obviously Kiate sort of a makeshift centre half really, yeah. isn't he? Um, well, so not... the last game Kiate moved back to centre half. The game before, I can't remember who they played. The game before, he was in midfield. Um, uh, before that, they played Newcastle. Yeah. He was in midfield because so, the game before that he started at centre half and he was terrible, Kiato. Yeah, so Scott Dan played in the Newcastle game alongside uh, Cahill. Yeah. Uh, so it all depends who they play, but they are quite a big physical side. They obviously got um, Benteke if he starts. He's he's a good physical presence at set pieces. Well, that's um, something Roy Hodgson always does well with his sides. They're very good yeah. at set pieces. Um, so the battle of set pieces will be a big thing, um, I believe, on, on Wednesday. But when you've got the likes of Zuchek and Ogbonna and Balbonna that are just, that are just ball hawks, they love, they love attacking a ball, will cause them problems. Definitely. Definitely cause them problems. Right. Um, we've said there's no real changes to be made. Let's have some predictions. Um, uh, James, as you've got the goal scorers and the score right, we'll go to you first. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the same score line again. Same goal scorers? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be bold that would be proper bullshit that but, same, just saying but I do think we will get a goal from Bowen and a goal from Balbuena ooh nice Jamie I, I was going to go 2-1 but I'm going to go different I'm going to go for a 3-2 West Ham win uh, just because oh. I want to be different I'm going to go Haller, um, Bowen, and because I love him, Aaron Cresswell. Cheeky. Uh, Mick? Uh, I'm not going to give my scorers just because I can't bother to think of any, but uh, I'm going to be go for a racy 3 0 win. Oh, love it. Yeah, I'm going to go 3 1. So we're going to lose, yeah? Two, There's a lot of options. 3-1 to Palace. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, 3-1 West Ham. And I'm going to go uh, with a Haller hat-trick. Oh. I think he missed so many chances the other night. He's going to bag one early and he'll get another couple. Um, and then we'll be discussing our next podcast. Do you drop Haller for Antonio? And that'll oh. be our next... Uh, I, wonder, I, wonder if, uh, I wonder what the odds would be on that. Haller hat-trick after his form that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, would it be up yet, you reckon? Let me, let me have a look, see if it's up and running yet. I'll have a little dabble. Um, over the next sort of, what, two weeks, there'll be quite a lot of quick turnarounds on podcasts. Um, very quick. We've obviously played Wednesday. We play Monday. Um, yeah. We play the day after Boxing Day. Um, so there's a big gap there. But then we play on the Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. Right, no, we play the Tuesday. Yeah, it's a very quick turnaround. It's two yeah, days later, tonight, I think. So we literally so. have to... Re- We'll play record, could, get it out. Yeah, uh, we could do a double if you might really need double. to. Just do like we just cover both games. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. See what people's availability are in between. Even if we just get the podcast done after the game or something like that. 
the goal scorers aren't up yet. The game is up, but the goal scorers aren't. Yeah. So yeah. we are, we're, we're, we're over evens. 21 to 20. Get your money on that early doors. Yeah, because that will change. Especially if they lose tomorrow. Yeah, which if they, they lose, should do. If they lose tomorrow, uh, um, we'll go odds on, I reckon. Or just about evens. Um, anything else you want to discuss before we say goodbye? Not no? from me. Not from me. Excellent. Well, enjoy your weekend, boys. You've got a full weekend to enjoy West Ham victory. Um, hopefully results go our way this week and leave us sort of near enough in the top five. I think the lowest we can go is eighth. Um, because, like um, that's only if I think Wolves have a big win because United and City are behind us play each other. So It's not a bad thing to say that, is it? The lowest no, we can no, go is eighth. No, we can't go too much lower than eighth. Um, I think we'll put in that around, around about seventh in the league uh, come Wednesday. Um yeah, that's all that's all that needs to be said. Cheers for joining us boys and come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. Come on your eyes.